welcome to the Diary of a Sales Expert podcast. My name's James White, and I'm on a mission to help business owners and sales professionals all over the world get incredible sales results. So thanks for listening, and let's get started. Hello, and welcome to episode four of my podcast, The Diary of a Sales Expert. So how are you doing? I hope you've had a great week and uh, thank you so, so much for listening again to this next episode. And uh, if you haven't listened before, um, my name is James White. I share stories around sales and um, how to achieve sales success. Sales has been in my blood since I've um, I was, it's in my blood because I, my dad was a salesperson and I was on sale, selling since I was five. Listen to episode one if you want to know a bit more about my story. But thank you so, so much for, for listening. My goal is to give you insights and ideas and tips to share with you to help you achieve sales success, whether you're a sales professional, um, starting out as a sales professional, um, or whether you're running a business and uh, want to build the future for your family that you dream of. So whatever it is, uh, thank you so, so much for being here and being on the journey with me. And in this episode, I want to talk about um, a phrase I use an awful lot when I'm engaging with uh, clients and people I work with and customers and those that I sort of help. And that's about don't be any, you know, don't be everything to everyone. And uh, let me explain what I mean by that. And to explain, I'm going to give you a story as well of, of, of a business that I had where I where I was that and um, where it was potentially challenging. And the concept behind this is I see so many small business owners when they start their business and I get it totally right because I've been in your shoes a number of times creating and running businesses and still have a business now and it's very tempting when you start up you look for anyone and anything to give you money to bring money in okay it's very very easy because you know, if the you know if the butcher wants to do work with you, and the fishmonger and the greengrocer wants to do work, you work with anyone, right? That's fine. But as you want to grow and scale, the challenge that you have with that is that when you become known for one area, and and, and there's a concept and comment around this concept of niche, in it's called maybe. But when you when you're everything to everyone, the challenge in sales and in business is that it's very difficult for people to know exactly what you do and how you do it and how you're good for them. And when we, when we buy as human beings, and I'm, I'm fascinated by the world of sales and selling, I believe the most important thing that we can do when we're trying to sell is, is to be relevant to someone. Okay, and when I'm, I'm going to talk through in the next few episodes around how to, you know, I'll talk through so many things I want to cover in these in these podcasts. But the whole element around being everything to everyone, but be something to someone or some group, is that we we, we start off with this idea that we can do everything to everyone. But the problem is then we don't build relevance, and you know, I, and I'm going to give you an example of, of this uh, and where I failed, actually. And this is why this is a good My first business was this um, software business that I built um, up to a really great level, um, raised money, investment for it, um, built it up to, to, to nearly, you know, nearly a million pound of recurring revenue. Um, but that business always had one major flaw. And that's... Um, when people used to say to me, what's that business do? I said, oh, we were, we were you know, software, CRM software. It's marketing automation software, whatever you want to call it, for small businesses. 
and uh, people say, "All oh, right, okay, cool." Right. But, but the problem is, there are f- in the UK there are four point eight million small businesses, and so I was the classic everything to everyone. So whereas I could have, and those that were really successful in um, in, in in the market space that you know I could have built a product that was specific for accountants, for example, or for lawyers, or for insurance, or for any particular sector. I didn't. I just said, no, 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 if you're a small business, you're everyone, everyone, no, you come all in. And that's fine in in many respects. And of course, you can build very big businesses doing that. I'm not saying that you can't achieve success as that. And there are lots of organizations that have built up their brand and who they are and their successes, and they're now able to do that. But most people started that off in a smaller space initially. So, you know, most people started off with a small subsector of, of an audience. And unfortunately, in that business, I didn't. And what it meant was that rather than the marketing and sales approach, and we, you know, we were very successful with that business for a number of years, but it was hard bloody work. It created huge amounts of stress and time because we would try and sell to the accountant and to the you know, shop owner and to the training company and to the publisher and all these different different people. And the challenge that we had with that is because we were everything to everyone, not something to someone, our messages and our marketing and our ways of finding new customers was always such a challenge because we'd always go, well, well, actually, what are the problems of the insurance industry? But, oh, yeah, but we've also got the accountants and we've also got hairdressers and all these other people and publishers and mechanics and stuff. And, and each industry and each different role and person has a different series of challenges. And when you're in sales and selling, your job is to be relevant to them. And when you want to approach someone and you say, and because people only buy for two reasons, right? There's only two reasons people buy. Either they have a problem or they have a desire to achieve something. And But if you know your audience and know the, the group of people, let's say you, you sell a specific service for accountants, you can then get really clever at getting in the mind of that, comp- of that person. And one of the things that we, we encourage you to do, and we'll, we'll maybe talk about this on another episode as well, is this persona that you can create for your, for your target audience. But when you know that audience, you're able then to really think about the problems and the challenges and the things that they want to achieve and what they are. And you're able to really start then creating ideas and value and insights that can help those people. And because you're able to be focused on that group of people, they see what you share. And let's it's a bit like if I was to create a resource that said a guide for business owners, people might go, okay, it's on a business owner, but it's too relevant. If I a guide for business uh, for, for those that run accountancy firms, the person that runs that firm is going to go, okay, that's me actually. What is this guide? What is this a bit more? It's more relevant to them. And the reason we, we engage when things are relevant to us, when people are relevant to us, it makes such a huge difference. And the problems and the challenges of the audience are so different. And, uh, and, and what I didn't do in my previous business is I didn't identify, even though I had this grand plan to get you know, thousands of clients on board, I didn't, if I'd have gone in and said, right, actually, I think we can identify and work with, let's say, accountants or, or lawyers, 
and build a software system that's specific for that audience and the way they operate and the way they work. I have no doubt whatsoever that I would be sitting here now in a different place and I would, would have achieved different successes with my business. As it is, I actually made a decision to, uh, I, I, I passed the business on to, I exited the business a couple of weeks ago um, and, and liquidated the company because uh, it, it, I, for a long number of reasons, and I explained that maybe in, in an episode in time, um, that the, the, the business hadn't gone the way I wanted it to. And we made a number of mistakes because we were everything to everyone, not something to someone. And I, I, we, if you are, if you are, it's okay being a generalist. But if you are a generalist, that I, I, I'm guaranteeing you, you will, it, it will, it will, it will take more time to agree achieve the growth that you want. Now, people say to me, "Oh well, but I want to, you know, I want, I want to build and win business everywhere." I'm not. And, and look, please, 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 don't get me wrong. I'm not saying. If someone that isn't in your audience or who your specific client is comes to you and says, hey, I want to do business with you, that's amazing, right? I work specifically, my business, what I do now, I work with professional service companies, okay? Business to business professional services where my sweet spot is. But if someone wants to come to me and says, well, actually, I'd, I'd really like you help it, helping us um, you know, work on a product, I can talk to them, I can help them if they want to work with me and they, they're comfortable paying the, the, the investment for, for our services and we're open to doing that. But I would always say to them, is that where I'm gonna focus my time and effort and energy to find new business? No. And one of the biggest challenges that small businesses talk to me about is they want more sales and we all want more sales. And to get more sales, you have to generate leads. And to generate leads, you have to create marketing activities and funnels that bring people into to find you. And then they find you and then you talk about you know, problems that you can solve for them. And then they hopefully want to work with you and go on that journey with you. And when you are more relevant, when you're, when you're focused on a specific group of people or a specific sector of the marketplace, you can be much more relevant in your communications, in your content, in your materials than, than, than generic. And that's going to talk and address the people that you are engaging, and it's going to make them feel that you get them. And one of the skills that we have to develop in, in to be successful in sales is empathy. And when you're empathetic, there's actually a far better chance, if you can think like that other person, on what challenges they're going through and what, they, what, they're, what they're, they, they, they're going through their mind right now, you are going to be in a position where you can be of more value to them than not. So every episode, I try and share a book that I really think is valuable and useful and, and a really helpful book. And, and, one of the, and the book I'm going to share with you today that I really encourage you all to, to read and look at is a book called They Ask, You Answer by Marcus Sheridan. And They Ask, You Answer by Marcus Sheridan is a brilliant book um, by a guy uh, who, basically back in 2008, was uh, his business, his swimming pool business, was, was going under. And what he did is he, um, he nearly went under because the recession hit. The, the recession was, was terrible at that time in America. And what he did, he nearly uh, went under. But he, he started to create content on his website Around he around the swimming pools he had, and, and his his concept was he wanted to get inside the mind of his potential clients and 
he, his viewpoint was they're thinking things about my product. They're thinking, is it going to be good enough? Is it strong enough? Is it reliable? How do they compare with the competition? All of these other things. And what he was then able to do is create content and information that answered those questions. And his view was they have the question anyway, uh, just, just because you don't want to give them the answer, it doesn't mean to say that, you know, a lot of companies will say, well, I, I you know, let's say your client at the moment, your prospect is considering you versus another company. A lot of people would say to me, well, James, I'm not going to include my competitors on my website because they might not have heard of that company. But the reality is that that person is thinking, they've got the option of you and someone else and they're thinking about it. So his whole concept of they ask you answer was answer the question. Tell them, here's how we compete against this company and this company. By the way, if you think you're looking for this, hey, that's the best option for you. And what it did, it built trust. And when you are relevant, when you understand people and you get to know what's going on in their world, you, you build, they, build, they build trust. They think, well, okay, he gets me, she gets me. I really, okay, that's really interesting that, that they get what I'm about. And therefore, okay, they understand the problems that I'm facing and the challenges I'm facing in this area. And what do I need to do to solve them? And, and because of that, when you then create resources that add value and create insights, like if you are targeting, you know, like I say, insurance or, or, or accountancy company. If you are targeting accountants and you create a guide of four things accountants can do to solve problem X, then then that person is far likely, more likely to read that than if you create a generic guide. And secondly, with digital marketing now, you're far easier to then go and find the groups where accountants go or to target accountants on Facebook or Instagram or, or Google. It's far easier to target that audience for people looking for those services than it is to target everyone. And when we raised the money that we raised in our business, we, we unfortunately, we, we started our, tar- our content was so, it was like, it was so varied and it just took us such a long time to engage with people. And yet, and we, even when I was doing the sales, I sold in, you know, incredible sales for that business. And we had such a varied group of companies don't get me wrong, in time, we might have been in a position where we could have built that business to, to just do, uh, to, to cover all small businesses. But when we're starting up and building, it's far easier to focus on a smaller segment of the market that you can focus on, that you can work with within your sales and marketing plans. And my, on my YouTube channel, if you've not been to the channel, have a look, James White Sales. Um, my most popular video is Help, I Don't Have a Sales Plan. And the first thing I say about on help, I don't have a sales plan, is identify your audience and who that audience is. And, and, and if you're in sales, by the way, right now, and you're struggling with sales, the best way to go and do this is to go back, look through your customer base, and to look back and, and do this, look back through the customers you've got, and look at the top three or four customers that are your perfect customer that you absolutely love, that you think are, are amazing. They love you, they value you, they love the work you do, they never worry about price, they're always, and actually start to ask the question about what it is about those guys that are unique. What are the characteristics? What are the common elements? And I encourage you to write them down and then to start looking and say, right, how can I create a, an audience that is gonna be similar to those people? How can I create an audience of people that are similar to that perfect customer so that I can then go and approach the market to try and engage with them? And when you do that, marketing becomes much easier. It becomes easier to generate leads. It becomes easier to 
to, to find potential clients and then you can put them into your sales funnel to do business with them. But when you are generic and unspecific, it's just much harder. And again, in my business, you know, we, we, we literally didn't do that. We, we were everything to everyone, not something to someone. And it cost us in the end. And I, to this day, believe that you can, of course, build a business that, that will grow and scale and achieve all the things you want to do, but build your base first, right? You know, you, you don't, if you, you know, not that I've ever done it, but I'd love to. If you want to climb Everest, you don't go one from, from the bottom to the top straight away. You go to base camp, it's base camp one and base camp two. You build a base and then build from there. You know, you know Alan Sugar, Richard Branson, you know, some of these best business owners, they, didn't, they have these massive empires where their brands cover lots of things. But, you know, Richard Branson started, I think it was a shop um, uh, with, with a record shop or either a record shop or a magazine shop. He started with one thing. You know, Tony Robbins, you know, the, one of the world's best motivational coaches started by focusing on people to help people stop smoking. So he started in that area and then he was able then to build up and build up from there. So my biggest advice to you, if you want to be successful in sales, is to identify your target audience and this customer set and be in a position where you can work, be something to this group than, than, rather than everything to everyone. And, and, and a really good, you know, and people say, well, what does a target market look like and how should I focus on it? And there's three characteristics I always think that, that a target market should have. The first one is that there should be enough of these people. You know, it's all very well targeting, you know, 47-year-old blokes live in Somerset with a beard that, you know, drive an Audi that have wear blue check shirts and do podcasts and whatever else. But how many of those people are there? There's got to be enough in your audience for you to achieve the growth and success you want in your business. So firstly, is there enough of them? The second thing is they've got to be prepared to pay for your service. So I know in the service that I offer that whilst I'd love to be able to, you know, work with lots of people, being honest, a penny chew or a small product manufacturer is not going to want to work with me because we're, you know, we're, there's an investment, significant investment to work with us. And the people I work with can get a return on their investment because they sell a high value service. So it, they've got to be prepared to pay. They've got to be able to see a return. And the third thing is that you've got to enjoy working with them because if you don't enjoy working with them and you find that industry really boring or you're not going to give your best. So there's got to be enough of them. They've got to be prepared to pay for what you do and you've got to enjoy working with them. And those are the three, if you like, characteristics that I encourage people to think about when it comes to a target market. But if you then, as I say, start creating content and we're going to share in other episodes around all the things you can do to, to, to win business and to, and to sell. And there's a model that we have called this, as I say, the seven-figure sales um, model where we share these six pillars and, 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 and the third pillar that we have in place on that model is all around how do you find customers. And the biggest challenge that business owners tell me is I want to find more customers. How can I find more people? And we help them do that. And we help them identify the problems and desires of their audience and who that audience is. And we then enable them to share value and become helpful and useful to, those, to that audience to, to build the, the, from there. And when they do that, they're then in a position where they're able to, to get the success that they want. Because A, the person thinks it's relevant for them. And B, the other element that company will need was hopefully an example you know people use social proof or evidence or customer testimonials as a method to basically you know work with someone okay and where if you 
you know, if you've done business with a professional company, a certain type of company, and you can show evidence that other people similar to them you've solved the problem for, it's just going to make that other person, that buyer, think, be, feel more, they have more belief that you can make their problem go away. Whereas it's a completely different industry, then, it, then, then it's not going to work. It's like when people reach out to me on email and they say to me, oh, uh, by the way, we've worked with Coca-Cola and McDonald's. I go, what's that got to do with me? I'm not Coca-Cola and McDonald's. I'm not a multi-global brand. I'm a small business owner. So that doesn't mean anything to me that you've worked with those companies. If you tell me you've worked with another sales mentor like me or another sales service businesses like me, and here's what you've done, then I'm a bit more intrigued because it's relevant. I think it's more likely to happen. So my biggest advice and the message I wanted to share with today's episode is don't be everything to everyone. Don't be, don't be, don't be, when you're starting out, especially if you're starting out, or if you're maybe going through some challenging times, look at the audience and the areas where you're getting the best results. Look back at where you're seeing some success and start to probe and look and say, okay, what can we more, what more can we do in that space, in that area to develop it? Now, if the market's not there for that, if there isn't enough people, if you've exhausted the market, fair enough, you might need to find a different option. But in most cases, you probably haven't exhausted that market and there is opportunity there and you've probably just ignored it. And, and sometimes people think, well, opportunities, you know, you, know, you have to be in, in growth spaces and, uh, and, and it has to be in certain areas. There, there's a company, I think they're called Universal and um, they're a business. I think their turnover is, I could be wrong on this, so I'm probably, I may be wrong, but I think their turnover is around, around about 100 million. And they have a focus and mission to be the last company standing in the CD space. That's their big goal. The CDs, even though most people don't use CDs now, but their goal is. But the CD market is still worth 600 million, I think, around five, maybe, maybe less, maybe 400 million. But in other words, there's still 300 million that they haven't got in that business. So because they're focused on a specific sweet spot area, they're able to talk to their audience and know their challenges and, and they can win business and there's opportunity for them to win business. So if you're, if you're, if you're, if there is enough of them and that they, they can see the commercial value and return from using what you do and you enjoy working with them, it's the perfect match. So don't, be everything to have. Don't make the mistake I did. I literally, you know, wasted money. And, and Alan Sugar wrote a great, you know, said a great quote on on marketing. He said, you know, I've written books on marketing, checkbooks. Those are the days I'm old enough to remember when you had checkbooks. But the point being is, when you focus on trying to market someone and to, to to find new business. And by the way, there is only two ways. We'll cover this off as well. You can get business either the inbound, either they come to you, which is what we all hope will happen, or we have to go and find them. And if you're going to try and re- and do outreach and do targeted calling to people that you don't know, I guarantee you that if you are not relevant to them and talk to them about things that are specific in their world, you are going to fail more than you succeed. But when you're relevant and when you are adding value and when you are able to talk to people about a problem that you know they're going through, even though they might might not want to listen, they're going to be more inclined to listen. So look, I, I, I really, really encourage you to focus this idea of being, don't be everything to everyone, be something to someone. Try and write down some of the characteristics. I encourage you in the podcast that I do for you guys to, to write and do some activities to help you get where you want to be. So try and write down, if you're focusing as a salesperson right now, where have you had most of your sales success? 
Where could there be other people similar to that, those areas? Maybe not direct competitors, but similar industries. Or maybe there are industries that are like that industry, that have similar, similar characteristics that you can focus on. And what, you know, if the problem that you solved for an IT director, for example, for, I don't know, an IT director for manufacturing is you know, a specific problem that you solve, then try and go and find other manufacturing companies and IT directors, and then talk about how potentially their problems are and how you give them resources to help them do that. And then if you start sharing, well, I helped manufacturing IT director of X company, of manufacturing company X solve this problem, it's gonna prick their ears. It's gonna make them go, okay, this is interesting. This is useful. Who is, the, who is this person? And that's the start of that sales journey. That's the start of the process. And, you know, when I started my sales training company in 2018, I actually went and I wanted to prove my models and I actually did some work. Um, I wanted to prove that what I had and the methods and the methods I was using could work across all industries. And I went and did some work for a laundry company, a lovely bunch of guys called Colin and Graham um, called Laundry Efficiency, um, super guys. And I basically um, helped them sell a product into laundries, big commercial laundries. So these big commercial laundries um, uh, use massive, massive washing machines, tunnel washers they're called. And by the way, I know absolutely zip about uh, that industry, knew nothing about it at all. But what I did know is that if we could be specific to an audience, they had this product called, it's an ozone product that was very good for, for, for the laundry industry. I, I knew that if we could actually find out the problems of the audience and be relevant to them, and start sharing ideas of how they could solve the problems, we could open some doors. And lo and behold, because the problems of the laundry providers were massive gas bills and electricity bills per, per year, because they are per month, sorry, because they have to put these big heated, you know, they have to wash laundry in hot, hot water. Um, and basically that costs to heat up. And they have the chemical costs basically, which are, you know, extortionate. And the product that Laundry Efficiency had was a product that stopped them having to use that. And so what we did is we went in and we started talking to this audience, a specific group of people, these, these laundry owners of a specific side about specific problems they had. And we then gave them solutions and talked about what those solutions looked like. And the business grew because it was able to showcase what it did and how it did it and the results it got because they were specific. Now, what they've then been able to then do is they then took that product out and they started working with agriculture and different industries, but they built their base in the laundry space by being something to someone, not everything to everyone. So my message to you, please don't think I'm saying, James, James says you can't sell. No, if they want to come to you, great. But if you want to waste lots of time and money as a small business owner and literally cause yourself lots of, I mean, if you see a picture of me, my wife said to me, I've got salt and pepper hair, right? Gray hairs. If you want to waste your time, you, the best way to waste your time is to literally focus on lots and lots of people and just scattergun and your approach. You will waste time, you'll waste effort, You and, and invariably you will lose more than you win because it's just hard to convince people and to show them that you're the right option for them. So look, that's my uh, message for today. I hope it helps. I hope it's given you some insight. If you disagree with me, let me know. Put it in, uh, reach out to me, social media. Um, uh, send me a, a message. If you think I'm talking absolute rubbish, let me know. But from my experience and the experience of working with business owners, this is something that's pretty critical. If you get it wrong, you can waste time. If you get it right, you can be incredibly successful. And I always think and look at the, some of the best 
you know, retailers, for example, if you look at retail, some of the best retailers in the marketplace right now, the ones that are successful have a niche. You know, Primark, their niche is low cost and quite cheap products, okay? You know, the body shop is about body products. You know, the list can go on of companies that are successful know their audience. They know their audience. There's something to someone, they're specific. You know, think about it like this, you know, if, you, if, if I was a veterinary surgeon, okay, there's a difference between a dog owner and a budgie owner. But if I know that, and then, you know, if it's a dog owner, but there's a difference between a Great Dane and a Chihuahua, different types of dogs. So, but if I then know that my audience is, you know, Great Danes, uh, you know, and you know, big dogs, then suddenly I can start to focus on, okay, well, these challenges of a big dog owner are this, this, and this, and it's going to make people more relevant to you. And it doesn't mean to say you can't sell to all types of dogs in time, but it's going to make them think you understand them and their challenges. And that's going to be a big factor in helping you grow and win business that you want to win. So look, I hope that's helped for you. Um, and, and if it has, um, great, let me know. If it hasn't, also let me know. By the way, your thoughts and your uh, your, in, your ideas about um, the podcast are really welcomed. I want to make this podcast such that it adds value to people. It's about you know, the diary of a sales expert. And these are the things that go on in my mind on a day-to-day basis and the, and the experience I've had. Let me know what you think. And again, as I always say, thank you so much for your time and, uh, and for making sure that you're sharing what you're doing. Please do um, you know, subscribe to the, to the podcast. I'd love to, to help you um, get the sales insights you need every week um, to, to achieve success. Um, but as I always finish with a podcast, I always talk about an inspirational story. And I wanted just to finish this podcast by talking about a, a man who um, actually I think is probably one of the most impact persons that's, that's impacted me um, uh, from a business perspective. But his story and his inspiration is a guy called David Goggins. Um, if you've never read um, any of David Goggins's He's got two books. His first book is called Can't Hurt Me. And uh, it is an incredibly inspirational story of a man who had suffered some child abuse when he was younger from his father and uh, some challenging times with his mum being beaten up and lots of things that went on in his life. And he transformed himself from being a 300-pound overweight guy that used to work for Rent-A-Kill in America to being this um, basically this machine and this, this athlete and his story he's got so many different stories of what he's done search him he is an acquired taste some people don't like him he does swear a lot by the way he swears an awful lot but I think David Goggins uh, is an incredible inspiration man he, um, he, he, he gave a story of how he he wanted to break the world record for pull-ups. So in uh, pull-ups, basically, where you, you know, again, I don't do pull-ups. Unfortunately, my muscles aren't that strong, but he broke the world record for pull-ups. But what was interesting is that he did this in 2013 and he did 4,030 pull-ups in 17 hours. So if you can imagine that, 4,030 pull-ups in 17 hours. But what's ironic about it is he, he'd already had one effort go at it. And uh, he basically, um, I think it was the calluses on his hands were so bad that it was, everything was terrible. And he, he failed the first time around, but he did it. But the reason I like David Goggins' stuff, um, he does a challenge called the 4448. Have a look on my YouTube channel. I did that challenge in um, in March uh, 21. Uh, incredible challenge. But he's just an inspiration, I think, in terms of his mindset and how he encourages people to train their brain and their mindset to deal with any challenge that comes across. So uh, I really, really encourage you to have a little look at David Goggins, um, Can't Hurt Me, um, is a brilliant book. And his new book is called uh, Never Finished, I think it's the title. Let me just quickly look. The title is Never Finished. 
And uh, I think it's right. I could be wrong now. I'm thinking I'm going mad myself. But um, I think the title, let's have a quick look on my, uh, on, my, on my phone. But the title, I think, for his book, he's, he's never finished. And uh, yes, that's right, never finished. So have a look. It's all about mental strength and mental mindset and how we can build it up. And then we need that. If you want to be successful in business and sales, you've got to build that tough mindset to deal with challenges that come across. So have a look at David Goggins. If you've never seen him, his pull-up record is great. He's, he's, he's just, yeah, he's just phenomenal and uh, an inspiration to millions of people worldwide. So that's the type of person that I think can be, can be helpful to you to build your mindset and, and inspire you to achieve what you want to. So thank you so much again for listening. If you love what we have, please subscribe. And it means the world to me that you, 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 you sh- I'm sharing my time and you're sharing your time with me. So thank you wherever you're on, uh, the, wherever you're listening to this, whether you're on the, on the road somewhere or, or whether you're heading to work or heading to, uh, to, to go somewhere nice. Have, uh, stay safe, stay well. And I look forward to sharing episode number five with you guys really soon. Take care now. Thanks for listening. I hope you've enjoyed. If you have, subscribe, but also check out my YouTube channel, James White Sales, there to help and support you achieve incredible sales success. Until the next episode, see you soon.